Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. I am. I'm back. Welcome aboard. Hey, thank you. Mark, that was very kind of you. And may I say this wonderful December oh, morning that go. you are strikingly handsome. You can't work ahead. I'm sorry. No, this is, did I do it for December? I didn't think I did. Yes, my gosh. When I came the in, there were three people in the front office who said, you didn't you didn't fulfill your contract. You didn't tell Lawrence he was strikingly <laughs> handsome this month. They just missed it. This is the third time. So. Well, then I take it all back. Yeah, please. At least twice I take it back. Have Rob hit the the delay. <laughs> oh, we don't use tape anymore. Sorry. I know. It doesn't sound like that. <laughs> Rob Center is back, though. He's a great producer, so he took a good uh, uh, hopefully a well-rested week off, and he is back now, so we're glad to see him on the other side of the glass. So, everybody's in place for another raucous week, so join us. I think Friday we're going to have a best-of show, but everything else uh, pretty normal around here, although Steve Kushaloff going to be in on Wednesday and on Thursday. Thursday. Right, but as you go back for more deer? <laughs> no, just go back. Just and take time off. Yeah. Enjoy some time. Use them or lose them. Is time to decompress after your failure again this year to bag a buck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess I, I I have to stop this trophy hunting. You know, I see doe and I see bu- small bucks and I think, ah, no, not really. Or the one, that one horn one. I the told one you horn, about that. One hide, I one horn, a, flying purple people eater. <laughs> I have a picture of that one. I'll show you. But uh, uh, in any event, uh, yeah, so maybe I need to lower well, my no standards. no wonder you're taking photographs of them instead of instead shooting Instead of them. shooting them. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. Yeah, I'm going to take two days off this week and two days off next week. But uh, Steve Kushaloff and uh, Ali Stevens, and uh, it takes uh, uh, two people to work like one hour to fill in for me. It's weird. All right. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Do as I've done. Uh, check out one of their vehicles that they have uh, down there. I took a picture of it, and I'll show Joe. It is just a stunning vehicle and it's the top rated it's the kia ev6 kia ev6 it's 100 percent electric and it's the top rated electric car that's in consumer reports right now it's a five-door hatchback and it's basically like an suv with all wheel drive but it does not have a ton of clearance so if we got 20 inches of snow you would definitely not want to take this one out but if there's just a few inches of snow or you have a steep driveway that has a little snow or an ice on it or a muddy one, uh, it would be perfect for that. But very sleek looking. Too small for you, Joe. You like kind of a bigger a bigger vehicle. Yeah, that's an interesting color. It looks pink. Yeah, I don't know what color. That's like a magenta. Uh, magenta. Like pink and light magenta. plum, maybe. But, uh, yeah, the 2020, asking us what the proper coloration is, <laughs> is a mistake.
fantastic. 2023 Kia EV6, I believe the entry level price on that is about $48,000, but top end, you know, you're going to see 50 to 60 is the price. So that's higher than some folks want, but this is the top rated electric vehicle in the world right now. So yeah, check it out at uh, sunburymotors.com. The Kia dealership is where you would find that particular vehicle. If you're not interested in that vehicle, well, they got other gasoline-powered Kias or hybrids, Hyundais, Fords, and they got the quick lane just to keep your car running in tip-top shape. And they got a parts department, a towing department, a body department, an alignment department. So, and they got a nitrogen department too. They got a whole nitrogen department to set you up to make sure that your tires last forever. SunburyMotors.com uh, is their website. They would just love to see you uh, checking that out. All right, uh, our toll-free line now open one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the mark at wkok.com, and you can text us at seven zero two three six. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, well, did you hear about President Biden telling another ridiculous tall tale over the weekend? <laughs> no, I did about not. himself in a speech claiming he misremembering that, something. Claiming? Oh no, he's lying again. No, okay. Claiming that his uncle won a Purple Heart for his actions during World War II. Critics slammed the claim, asserting there is no evidence it's true. Biden made the remarks during a town hall for U.S. veterans in Delaware on Friday. At one point during the speech, the president stated, quote, my dad, when I got elected vice president, he said, Joey, Uncle Frank fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He was not feeling very well now, not because of the Battle of the Bulge, he said, and he won the Purple Heart and he never received it. He never got it. Do you think you could help him get it? You know, we when will was surprise this? And him. Joe was vice president by, by this time. That's right? what he says okay. when he was vice president. Okay. He continued claiming, so I got him the Purple Heart. He had won in the Battle of the Bulge. Oh, and I geez. remember he came over to the house. He came over to the house. I remember, he says, he came over to the house and I came out and my father said, present it to him, okay? We had the family there. <laughs> Biden concluded the story claiming he gave the medal to his uncle despite his Uncle Frank's humble protests. Though through the New York Post shot holes through the story in a Friday report stating the known facts indicate it's not true. Biden's father, Joseph R. Biden Sr., died in September 2002, more than six years before his son was elected vice president. Frank Biden, Joe brought Joe Sr.'s brother, died in 1999. So there is no way that when he was vice president, he presented. <laughs> and how would he get? And do vice presidents, are they able to just get? Well, I think you could, pull some, you know, you could pull some strings to make sure that the military department, it doesn't matter. It didn't happen. Well, and what difference does it make Frank if you can't do it or not? Up, they looked up Frank Biden's obituary. His tombstone does not identify him as a Purple Heart honoree, nor did his obituary. A partial registry of known Purple Heart recipients also doesn't note anyone by that name receiving the award, though that database is not exactly comprehensive. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, so and plus they have a lot of recipients, they said, that never got the awards because they didn't ask now, for them. If this, were, if this were Donald Trump making such a claim, it would cover three news cycles and two press conferences, at least, at the uh, White House briefings. Mm -hmm. It would be full of it. But, you know, this is just another one of Joe Biden's lies. I mean, these bizarre things he makes up. You know, he talks to the dead all the time. He shakes hands with people who aren't there. He wanders around. Well, maybe I think I should... it's really <laughs> concerning, to be honest with you. Maybe when we flagged President Trump because of all of his lies. Uh, what does this say about Democrats? They're very upset about President Trump's lies and worried.
were upset, and but uh, we don't. I think this doesn't really say anything about President Biden because you know he's 80 and he's misremembering. Okay, so no big surprise there. That's pretty not current. misremembering. He's making stuff up out of whole well, cloth. Well, you know he's <laughs> using facts. You know he's blending facts from other stories and so on. But in any event, it doesn't matter. Democrats say this is okay. You know that he's still the best guy and he's still in some of these straw polls that they've done. He's still the best candidate among the different. He's still the number one candidate over Kamala Harris, over Pete Buttigieg, over, you know, anybody but else who might be interested. Do you in remember the outrage in the media when Donald Trump said his inaugural crowd was larger, the largest in history? And it obviously wasn't. And it was larger than Obama's. And it wasn't. And everybody was, oh, this is terrible. The man's lying. He's delusional. Well, see, but that was his first <laughs> massive lie as president. So I think people thought, oh, oh so this is this is not a massive lie. Well, it may be, but where she should be used to it. I mean, look at President Biden doesn't tell so the truth. So you're saying because all it's, it's all the time and he's a little befuddled, that's okay. But Donald Trump did it deliberately. I so. don't really care about. Well, either either way, that's true. But, you know, so both sides elected people who aren't always in the same room with the truth. But um, <laughs> the the fact of the matter is, I think it 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 weighs less. I mean, it it disses Democrats more than does anything else. How do you set, how so? Well, because you know we we said okay, aha, Donald Trump's a big fat liar. Look at this, and then of course every day he told a new lie. So every day we pointed it out. But now that President Biden is in, uh, you know, we like Republicans when Trump was in office says, well, lying from time to time is okay. Well, you know, it, it it's the purpose of it. Let's face it. They used to say about Richard Nixon that he would lie even though he didn't have to, just to keep his finger, just to keep his uh, hand in it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so he'd remember how. So yeah, yeah. So he wouldn't forget. Well, I think that's what we have here with Biden. We may have had it with Trump, but we obviously have it here. And let's face it, both of these lies, uh, Trump's lie about his uh, inaugural crowd and Biden's lies about his family are all designed to make him look better. You know, that's the same same thing, self-aggrandizement. You think? Yeah. Biden think. looks better? Oh, because he helped get the yeah, Purple Heart. Yeah, I got heart my grandfather whomever. the Purple Heart. When I was vice president. Well, how do vice presidents get Purple Heart medals for people? They should, well, I think, you know, you could tell the military, hey, look, here's another veteran who was overlooked. I, I don't think that's any big deal. I mean, people in Washington, can, can he can send a letter. I know they, it's funny because all the means of electronic communications and everything else today they have, they still send each other letters when they really feel strongly about something. But in any event, um, I would think a vice president could do that, but it doesn't matter. He didn't. The timing is off, and so that's the end of that. So. <laughs> but I don't know. He's misremembering his 80. You know, he's the, sa he's the same as President Trump. You so know, did I, Trump misremember the size of his crowd? Well, I think Trump was more diabolical about his lying. Oh. Biden is more self-serving and, and forgetful. <laughs> neither are I, to Joe, neither are <laughs> ideal. Let's just stipulate that. But uh, I think, uh, you know, this is why I think, you know, so many people are talking about 2024 on both sides of the aisle. You know, who's going to be our next president? It's going to be pivotal. We want somebody in there that's, that's you know, maybe tells the truth some of the time. Is that feasible? <laughs> and uh, doesn't misremember things regularly and doesn't just blatantly misstate facts in the interest of exaggeration and uh, doesn't uh, shake hands with people that aren't there or uh, sniff girls. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I can't a, think of anything else. I had a picture of him f following a little girl who he was walked behind him while he was speaking. He turned around and watched her the whole way mm. as she walked behind him. This guy's a little creepy. creepy I'm sorry. Uncle Joe. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, hopefully our next president will be pretty good. Republicans have a good, although Ron DeSantis is, uh, as the 
pundits say is taking all the oxygen in the room. He seems to be getting all the attention. But there certainly are other Republican candidates. He actually candidates. bested Trump in a poll that was taken recently. I saw that. Where was that? CBS? I or think it Fox was CBS's poll. Okay, yeah. Yeah, somebody did a poll. Yeah, he creamed him. So, well, I think Trump's in hot water. I think this... Uh, well, today's the big day, you know. The January right. 6th committee is yeah, going to Yeah, that's not going to help him. And his non-fungible tokens were sort of the laughing stock. Can you yeah, imagine? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. And um, Who wants to see Donald Trump as a superhero in playing cards or trading cards, for heaven's sake? You talk about somebody who's... Yeah, it's funny how we almost <laughs> forgot about the Mar-a-Lago search, you know, whether that was a, a mistake or not. We're on to the non-fungible token cards <laughs> or whatever they are. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We would in- invite folks to join us in this conversation. We're talking about the buffoons who have been or are president, and though some of their policies you may agree with, you know, President Biden has a good resume now. It's it just does? A, Well, you know, if you think of accomplishments. If you ask him, he does. If you ask, well, if you think of the, you know, the legislative things that he wanted to do that he did do. So he's got a good resume in that regard, but he puffed up the education and the military service and everything else on it. So Forgot his plagiarism. <laughs> right. So uh, the resume is good. It does have a few facts in it that are in his favor. And, of course, President Trump is is, is and was. And, and who President he, Trump had a few facts in his favor, too. Uh, right. Yep. Recall. No argument there. Yep. No argument there. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Joe and I have talked ourselves into a corner, so we have to hit the break. We'll do that. But we'll take more comers to talk about the current state of affairs in Washington, D.C., our good presidents. But it's an open day. If you want to talk about something else, feel free to give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Out of auto repair. Right. All right. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Stan has patiently been waiting, and uh, we are enjoying an open phone. So Monday, we talked a little bit about President Biden misremembering something, and... we talked about today's the big up day. The today's the big day with the January 6th committee. Going to refer Donald Trump criminally. And how bad we've had eight years of presidents lately. Stan, you're on the mark. <laughs> Misremembered. Well, I'm cool. trying to be gentle nice here. Euphemism? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wine. trying to be gentle you here. Know, he, made, he made that story. I'm sure the corn pop story is made up, too. You know, how he beat, you know, threatened old Corn Pop with a chain because, you know, Corn Pop threatened him with a straight razor, blah, blah, blah. Well, don't you remember when he was trying to see Nelson Mandela and he got arrested? Oh, that was a good story, too. (laughs) 
<laughs> that and he's been to the border. You know, yep. and his, his constant lies. What is it? Oh, the border's secure. Yeah, yeah. he keeps telling us the border's secure. And let's see, he drove a tractor trailer, and he has no, no idea what Hunter was doing in his business deals. Although he was getting 10% as the big guy. So, you know, so... Well, you know, stop a thing. Given his selective... Well, I was saying, I was saying given his selective memory, he may not remember what Hunter was well, doing. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> good, good point. He could claim senility. Anyway, what's up, Steve? But, but, Mark, you said that he is the same as Trump. I beg to differ. Well, they both Trump rely was on working to improve statements. America, not to destroy it like Biden is. <laughs> well, I think President okay. Trump destroyed America in his own way by making us but a laughingstock, and, so? and well, by making us a laughingstock and making truth uh, un- unimportant. How? Well, when he w- when he would go overseas, literally, like people like the French ah, president ah. would point and laugh and things. But I mean, it, but the, all of that pales laugh. by comparison in having thrown out the Constitution and wishing to overthrow the election and making sure that really? his, as, as, he, didn't know, he didn't throw out the Constitution. Uh, well, if, you, if you're not the elected president and you try to you know, have like a six-point plan to make sure that you stay in office, doesn't that bother you at all that he wanted to stay in office even though the voters wanted him out? Well, of course he wanted to stay in office. Everybody wants to stay in office. No, but the lie but cheap happen, steel. But it didn't happen, did it? Did it happen? Uh, well, no, it was did none it of it. Happen? Yeah, none did of it was stay su- in office? Well, none of it was successful, but unfortunately, conspiracy is still a crime, so he's, oh, he's still going to be in high water. Yeah, because talking about conspiracy theories, Mark, you know, they said there was a lot of conspiracy theory around COVID and their origin and a whole bunch of other stuff, and those things constantly get proven true. So who's the real conspiracy theorist? The people that say that the people that are putting out conspiracy theories are conspiracy theorists? Just, just asking. You know, that's a circular argument there. But, right. you know, the, the stuff that they've been accused the people of has constantly come true. So, does, so, so what happened on January 6th? Do you find that President uh, Trump was culpable at all, you know, encouraging the vice president to lie? Or not lie, I guess. what? Uh, lie? To, to he had his opinion on what could be and couldn't okay. be done. I don't know. And, and there's other people who had opinions that couldn't be done. Pence didn't have that opinion. So Pence did what Pence did. I ain't going to sit here and argue about that because the people that stormed the Capitol were just stupid and wrong. But what we don't know and what we should go know is how many FBI informants, paid assets, and agents themselves were in that crowd that day. We won't get an answer from that unless we reconstitute the Jan 6 committee and actually start releasing all the security tapes, get uh, Pelosi's emails, get all the emails and the communications between the Capitol Police, Pelosi, and Schumer, and, and get all that stuff out there. I want it all out there. Right. But we haven't gotten that all out there. All we've gotten is one side. Yeah, because January. they're destroy, trying to destroy one man so that he can't <clears throat> run for president. I think January 6th committee was supposed to look into the sequence of summoning outside help in the weeks ahead of time, but I don't recall any testimony about that, public testimony. Now, they say they've done a lot of private testimony, so maybe that'll be clear today. <laughs> I doubt it. Or maybe there wasn't any. I just think there wasn't any. Uh, I'm assuming there isn't any. But, you know, the Republicans can reconstitute the, the committee on January 3rd and say, this is what we're going to look into. 
and all the people that were lying and telling stories on the left, you know, Pelosi and Schumer and some a bunch of other ones can be brought before them under oath to test, ask questions and testify. And all the videotape, the security needs to be released. Okay. There's no national security, you know, things in the security cameras. It's people doing what people were doing. So let's see it. Let's see who was holding the doors open so people could file in in certain spots of the Capitol. Let's see where the people were attacking the cops on that part of the Capitol. Let's see it all. I want to see it all. Are you sure there's okay, video of all the this? Are you sure there's video of all this stuff you want to see? Yeah. Well, even if there there's isn't been video, little, there's been little bits released. Even if there and, isn't video, you know, there where not be some everybody evidence. was running through there, beating and violent and destroying stuff. And the only person that died that day was one woman who was there protesting, killed by a Capitol police officer. It's the only person that died that day. Now there were some people beat up. I understand on both sides the way it looks. Didn't somebody die in the audience? The woman? Yeah, the woman or in shot. the in the crowd. No, no, no out, not the, that outside I know of. in the. No, I don't the think group. so. In the Capitol. In the Capitol. She was in the Capitol, which she shouldn't have been, but she was shot there. She was unarmed, and she was blown away. Okay, she was no threat when she was shot. In your opinion. But you know, <laughs> no, she was crawling through a window. Yes, she shouldn't have been doing that, but she was unarmed crawling through a window okay the guy was on the other side he could have grabbed her threw her on the ground and cuffed her you know but he didn't instead he blew her away so you tell me the excessive force there mm, you make that decision but we need to see it all i want to see it all then let the chips fall where they may but well, we haven't seen that all we've seen is one-sided but stan is a gun owner and someone who i would suspect subscribes to the castle doctrine if you were standing there in a guard and somebody was coming through the window would you stop to consider their intent i mean obviously if they're breaking broken window and are coming through it it isn't just to say hi to you and offer you a milkshake i mean they're obviously have uh, some bad the, the, intent the thing is the thing is joe okay. see if i was in my house i'd tell them to get out first <laughs> tell them to stop and if they didn't, they came towards me. Yes, then I would. But we don't need, there wasn't even, there was audio of all that. And nobody, there's no, from what I've heard, there's no audio telling them to stop, you know, get back or <laughs> whatever. Have, and there was tell cops a, behind her. You have to tell a rioters breaking into the U.S. Capitol yeah. to stop. Well, so the bank, somebody comes into my bank with a gun, points it at me. I right. say, put that gun down, oh, sir. No, you, you, have, you have to tell them to stop before you can kill them. No, I'm sorry. Right. I, well, I disagree with you on that. I think yes. that he had every right to shoot. Yes, yeah, Stan, we'll give you the last word but go uh, right right. Well, well time will tell on that but i do have one thing about the southern football thing just one thing southern football it, yes okay okay the video mm -hmm. now how how has it been reported that the person that used the n-word did they report that it was one of the kids that did the video or did they report it as something else i think they reported it as one of the kids okay i've seen the video it was not one of the kids it wasn't okay. it was they were they were there was a rap song dubbed into the video right okay and that rap song had that word and it says gotcha what was it gotcha whatever it said the okay? word right that was that was from the song okay now poor poor decision making on their part for doing that i understand and i don't disagree with that but my question is those rap songs are out there and people listen to it all the time 
People put it in whatever videos they're doing. It was a poor judgment call on their part. Right. But were they being racist when they did it? I don't think so. Well, that that kind of, I'll be honest with you, that kind of thing bothers me. I mean, if the word is reprehensible, it's reprehensible no matter who's using it. But the thing that bothers me is that there was a kid that got in trouble or a group of kids got in trouble for singing along with a rap song that had that word in it. Now, if they release these songs and they expect people to buy them, they don't tell white people, you can't buy this song because it has the N-word in it. You know, they sell it to white folks, anybody. So if the white exactly. folks like the music and sing along with it and happen to use that word because the black artist wrote that into the song, how is that racist? Did they use that a lot during Sing Along with Mitch? The N-word popped up occasionally? This is, this is no longer Sing Along with Mitch time. I got gotcha. you. Oh, gotcha. That was in the 60s. <laughs> this, this is <laughs> Sing Along with the B word. <laughs> it rhymes. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Stan. Thanks for calling in. Always good to hear your thoughts. one 800 795 Have a good time. Thank you. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We're getting near the top of the hour. Uh, we do have a couple of emails left over. Joe? Uh, from EB. EB says, what a shocker. Elon Musk spent late last week and part of this weekend banning journalists who cover him on Twitter. He let some of them back on, but not all of them. I guess the free speech absolutist is not really a free speech absolutist <laughs> after all. I'm waiting patiently for the conservatives who cheered Musk's purchase of Twitter because of his free speech promises to begin criticize him, criticizing him for banning free speech. Somehow, though, I suspect I'll be waiting a very, very long time. The message is clear. Putting racism, anti-Semitism, homophobia, COVID misinformation, and election lies on Twitter is fine. Honest reporting of Musk's business practices is not. Oh, EB, no, no, that's not what they did. They no, you're right. They said they, where his kids, where and, his his kids and his was. family are. Come on, EB. You wouldn't like that if somebody did it to a Democrat, and it's not fair that they did it to Elon Musk. But I don't think he should have banned the people from from participating or throwing them off. I mean, that does look rather hypocritical, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm for free speech, but not if it's about me. <laughs> right. Well, he's trying to protect his family. I guess they've been threatened. Well, have they been threatened? I mean, well, is that's... it what he says. Does he have security? It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you know. Well, he is truly, as you refer to people as glunk zillionaires, he truly is one. No, I can't imagine he doesn't have security. He's a, a, a zill zillionaire. That's one level above glunk zillionaire. Above You're glunk. a glunk zillionaire, but there's <laughs> glunk zillionaires next door. You know, they're all over the place, but... Uh, Glungzillionaires are zillionaires are more. <laughs> well, still, but I mean, I think that if you if you try to dox somebody and put out their p- private information about where they are, that would be like if somebody put in that, um, oh, President Biden is eating in a certain restaurant, come in and give him hell. I mean, that wouldn't be right. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Write that down. You'll need it next hour. We can talk about all of the issues of the day. Anything you wish to. President Biden misremembering or President Trump's culpability right. in jail. Hey, my uncle, uh, the blue middle age. I heard about that. <laughs> this is WK, okay, Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. He's a conservative Republican, natural-born not-listener. 
and he is here to say that you can call him whatever you want, but his favorite... Gosh, I'm offended by that comment, sir. His favorite name is Papa. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, he says it was uh, normal tourism activity in the Capitol on January 6th. So. That's right. We want to see who let the, open the doors. Who yeah. let him in? One of our listeners, upper right-hand corner, you can go ahead and squeeze Said, uh, referring to the lady who was shot and killed that Ashley day. Ashley Babbitt. Uh, she was not the only person to climb through that window. All right. Okay. All right. So now you know. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com and text us at 70236. And if you do, use the keyword OTM. And that way we know that text is intended for the On the Mark show and not trying to sign you up for a Cancun contest or something else that we're using the text system for. We do have some very brief news headlines. So we talked about President Biden and uh, another uh, misremembering situation. Joe says it's another big lie. So either way, um, so about his uncle that uh, when Joe was vice Don't president. My grandfather built the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> yeah, he did it all by your himself. Your grandfather. Yeah, he did. Okay. He was quite a guy. Okay, super. <laughs> Matter of fact, when after he finished building the bridge, he had we had him over to the house for two cookies and tea. Did he ever live in the U.S.? No. No, no, okay. he never did. <laughs> okay, just wondering. All right, I wonder where that was headed. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We would love to hear from you. Uh, some very brief news headlines here. NorthCentralPA.com reporting a couple in Union County lost more than $7,000 after a publisher's hearing clearinghouse scam. State police at Milton say someone called the victims November 12th and led them to believe they'd won the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes, millions of dollars. The unknown suspect asked the victims to pay in advance to cover some of the costs associated with their win, so they sent out checks $5,700 and $1,400. State police reminding the public to be aware of such phone scams in which the winners are asked to send money. I believe Publishers Clearinghouse, if you believe the videos, come to your house and right. hand you the money. Well, and if you had a, a ch- uh, winnings from Publishers Clearinghouse and they ask you to buy gift cards at Walmart and, you know, <laughs> in order to pay, the taxes. to pay the taxes, yeah, like, that's gonna it should set off a little bit of a red flag. There. So when somebody <laughs> asks you to buy $3,400 in gift cards from Best Buy, it should set off a red flag. It should, yep. All right. An Indiana trucker has been charged after his rig hit a PennDOT pickup truck and a fire truck at the scene of a crash on I-80. This happened last Thursday during the storm in Northumberland County. The trucker from Indiana now charged with driving too fast for the snowy conditions and other charges. At the time, the right travel lane on I-80 in Northumberland County was closed because of a previous accident. This trucker approached the scene, drove too fast, drove over flares, hit the driver's side of the PennDOT truck and a Turbot Township Volunteer Fire Department truck as well. All this according to state police. No injuries reported the fire truck now out of service. A new report says when it comes to moving away from fossil fuels, Pennsylvania is going in the right direction, sort of. Here's David Payne. The report comes from Pennsylvania's Independent Fiscal Office, which says the state has exported more electricity than any other state in the nation. According to the IFO, the Commonwealth exported over 85 million megawatt hours in the last year. Wind energy continues to be Pennsylvania's largest renewable source, even exceeding hydroelectric power. The U.S. Energy Information Administration also says Pennsylvania is the top generator of natural gas and nuclear energy, as well as number three nationwide in generating coal-fired energy. 
I'm David Payne, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Joe, you'll be happy to hear this. AP is reporting the Biden administration said Friday it's going to buy 3 million barrels of oil to begin the process of replenishing the U.S. strategic reserves that officials drained earlier this year in a bid to stop gasoline prices from rising and amid production cuts by OPEC and a ban on Russian oil imports. President Joe Biden withdrew 180 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve starting in March, uh, bringing the stockpile to its lowest level since the 1980s. The purchase to begin in January will start the replenishment of the reserve and is likely to be followed by additional purchases. The U.S. Energy Department said the purchase is a good deal for American taxpayers since the price will be lower than the $96 per barrel American U.S. oil was sold for after being drawn out of the strategic reserves. Now, you would ask, where are we in relation to depleting this? I said it was an infinitesimally small fraction, but you were right. About a quarter of the uh, right. reserve was withdrawn. Now, the, here's what's interesting. Hold on. Okay. Just let me finish this. The finish administration it. completed the release of 180 million barrels in October. The reserve now contains 400 million barrels of oil, down from the 600. So two-thirds remains, but one-third was drawn off for this uh, stun. Uh, roughly 400 million barrels of oil down from 600 million in the late 2021 year, according to the U.S. Energy Department. The reserve was created after the 1970s oil okay, era. But here, here's oil. what's missing from that story. Oh, okay. They're telling you that it's a good deal for the American taxpayer because the gas that well, the oil will be buying was less expensive than the oil that we sold, right? right? But what they don't tell you is what was the price of that oil when we originally put it into the oh, reserve. The it was probably one hell of a lot lower than the price they're going to pay for it now. But under Democratic fiscal policy, this is a good deal for the American taxpayer. Well, since the oil is from the 19... They started the reserves in the 1970s. We will assume that oil's been purchased steadily ever since then. And, you know, of course, it's been all kinds of prices. Well, we less, had another sell-down earlier. There was a sell-down earlier, not under this administration. A couple of administrations back, was it Ford or somebody... Maybe it was Jerry Ford during the gas crisis in the oh, 70s. That I don't even remember that. I'm pretty sure it's been done before. Um, yeah, I think since then, yes. Yeah, that would make sense. But yes, there's no doubt did. that the amount of oil, the oil, the price they're paying for the oil they're going to replace what they took out is far, right. far more expensive than the oil. Well, but it's all about in. the same in, in inflated prices. Yes, they're going to sell it for uh, less, and they paid more or less for it way back when, but add in inflation, it's, it's all about the same. I mean, the, oil, the price of oil doesn't really fluctuate that much. It's just that inflation is marching on. But if you buy something, Mark, for $1 and, in, and you keep it, and inflation goes up so that five years from now it's five dollars right and you sell it and you sell it what what have you for what right and then i say <laughs> okay but i'm going to put it back in my wallet for two dollars i see right. what you're so saying you, right right i got you but inflation over the years has evened this out somewhat uh, mitigates your uh, your point but your point is well made yeah back in the 70s you know the oil was probably 75 dollars a barrel or something and now it's probably higher all right 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number joe and i mentioned a poll. The Hill is reporting on this poll. A major poll showed President Trump trailing Florida Governor uh, Ron DeSantis by a wide margin in a hypothetical head-to-head matchup in a primary. It's a self-contained... Uh, some of the things that hurt President Trump, they said, was his self-described major announcement last week that drew eye rolls <laughs> after it 
was revealed to be a new way for the president to make money. It was digital, non-fungible token trading cards with his likeness. The landscape is unlikely to get any better for President Trump because of the January 6th committee today. Two separate polls show uh, DeSantis surging ahead of Trump. A USA Today Suffolk University poll released Tuesday found 56% of Republican and Republican-leading voters prefer DeSantis, while 33% would support uh, Trump. On Wednesday, a Wall Street Journal poll found DeSantis leading Trump among likely Republican voters, 52% to 38%. And they don't say anything else about any other candidates, how they made out within there. Just that Mar-a-Lago didn't seem to have any sort of a lasting impact on uh, President Trump. Well, they sh- I mean, these things are ridiculous. They show him in boxing gloves with his shirt right. off. Right, yep. <laughs> looking well, like sold out, though. Looking like Sylvester Stallone in Rocky. Owning one of those? Another one in a Captain America outfit. I mean, come on. This is absolutely absurd. You think of some of the substantial things you collect and their actual value and their rarity and the uniqueness and the character that went into them and, uh, you know, what was happening in the world when the things that you collect were made. And now (laughs) you have a president that has himself superimposed over an astronaut outfit, selling it as a tradable, non-fungible token, which is some sort of a digital Currency. Well, if I buy three, they're down to eight forty-four each. Eight hundred forty-four. <laughs> no, eight dollars and forty-six cents. Oh, each, on, you mean to buy them now to resell them? If I buy three cards, right? Well, they're they're sold out from the president. Well, they're they're offering them. Apparently, somebody bought them and is selling them again, reselling right. them. Yeah, here. there you go, reselling, auctioning them. But all. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that not, nothing nothing says uh, I'm a buffoon other than selling yourself pictures of yourself wearing an astronaut outfit. How about we do that here, you know, for all of our, our many fans who love us so much. We get pictures of ourselves taken in, uh, well, let's see, astronaut outfits, football outfits, and we sell them here on the show. We think that'd be okay? Uh, <laughs> it would be almost as worthless as President <laughs> Trump's, I think. I, well, I maybe, can't imagine we get too many takers. So. <laughs> all right. We, I do have one other paragraph. You know, we talk about violence on the increase after the pandemic, and this is uh, true that uh, CBS reports disease used to be the number one cause of death in children for decades and then we became a nation of automobiles even after the invention of the seatbelt car accidents became the number one cause of death but now we've got something else not to be proud of gun violence since 2020 is now the number one killer of children in our company in our country the united states has 46 percent of the child population in the world but 97 percent of all gun-related deaths. As for accidental gun deaths, the number one uh, ticked up but remains relatively low. Accidental gun deaths. That's the number one cause of children's dying in America? Well, it, I think this ahead is... Ahead of car it, accidents? Ahead of... Well, you have to word this. Maybe it's it's a global poll. It's And, th- and this is only a half a paragraph, so you well, don't get much... this is CBS. Yeah, you're home get, for original reporting. <laughs> it says the United States has 46% of the child population in the world, but 97% of all child gun deaths. So maybe it's a global survey, and we are the people with the most gun deaths of children. As for accidental gun deaths, that's a relatively low number. Well, that would make sense. I mean, you don't hear, there's not that many of those, fortunately. So, yeah, how about that? But disease used to be number one, but no gun deaths in the U.S. All right. I I doubt that. That just doesn't sound right. Well, I'll give it to you to search. No, it's all right. I don't want to see it. Beyond that. You don't, you don't. I will look it up. All right. One 
1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. I want to take a quickie break. We're at that time. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at WKOK.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Folks are putting Rob Center to work. we got three calls lined up. Nope, just two. Two calls lined up. But there is an email here. Right. One of our emailers said, uh, and this relates to uh, Stan's comment about Southern Columbia situation, said what Southern players did was wrong. Their superintendent was interviewed on Channel 16 and announced the two players will be unable to play sports for a year. The PIAA is also investigating. Then we have Sealands Grove football players vandalizing Milton's law room and writing racial slurs there. No interview with the coach or the superintendent. No suspension of players. No PIAA investigation. The whole matter was pushed under the rug. Well, what is fair about that? Were there racial comments and was there vandalism? Sealance Grove says no, that that was way overblown and you know there was some incident, maybe a mess and some water and some sc- things scribbled on well, the might, whiteboards. Might have, might have been advisable to look into it because apparently what Milton said the first time they contacted somebody from Sealands Grove, they said, send us a bill. That doesn't sound like they were terribly serious about getting to the bottom of what could have been a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, because they didn't comment, because they didn't have a press conference, because they weren't interviewed, because the PIAA didn't investigate, there are certain facts about that we just don't know. All right. If you're going to read anything, these would be the topics either okay. there or here. Hold Tom on says, once again, OTM's correspondent Stan outdoes himself with ultra-mega right-wing non Nonsense. January 6th is the fault of law enforcement? Really, Stanley? Somebody spike your Kool-Aid again. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565. I've got callers uh, standing by. Lance is first. Go right ahead. Okay. Well, on Friday, we were talking about the uh, Forbes article about how badly the states had muffed up the uh, marijuana legalization for recreational use. There we go. Yep. And, yeah, okay. And it said later on they offer a way forward, which I read on and on and on. And it was, <laughs> I couldn't believe it, what you had suggested. In other words, we make this bureaucracy to take care of it. You know, like alcohol and tobacco. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't understand when uh, states have muffed things up so badly that they thought that the federal government could do any better, but uh, that's what they had. Okay, so you're suggesting, what, what are you suggesting? What would be an ideal outcome? I didn't quite follow you, but go ahead. 
Well, I think just let it go the way it was. The way it is now with it illegal and law enforcement spending. No, no, no. What I'm saying is with uh, just have it legal and let us uh, find our sources because everybody would be growing it then. And, you know, sort of like it is for wine now, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I guess what is it? Every head of household can have 20 gallons a year, I guess. <laughs> That's a lot of wine. No, it is. Well, I grew up in an Italian neighborhood. That wasn't a lot. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I guess if you have it at meal. Okay. I had the gallows in Northumberland. Boy, they were good at it. But uh, also now, this deal about the kids' uh, deaths being attributed to guns, it isn't that the guns went up. It was that the traffic deaths went way down. Oh, okay. You, you can see the graph, and it's pretty amazing. And you don't believe those car seats work. Remember there in Shemokin Dam with a car on the roof and a mm-hmm. kid in the back, and the kid was a couple bruises, yep. and that was it? Yep. Now, I think if they go through that, they'll go through a lot. All right, we got you. All right, thank you so much, sir. Lang- yeah, thanks for your help. Lance. Thanks for calling in. Uh, Joe, upper right-hand corner, real quick. You can go oh, as far down there as you want. Oh, Tom, I never said January 6th was the fault of law enforcement, but there are questions about their involvement. Another texter says, by the way, there is no such thing as gun violence. Guns are inanimate objects that can do nothing on their own. I agree with that. <laughs> I don't know. I saw a cartoon once where a gun was walking around. Oh, okay. All right, oh, well, that uh, was real, right? Then what are the ages of the children in this gun survey? Are they counting gang members up to the age of 21? No, nope, stops at 18. Okay. And then it's amusing how EB rails against censoring journalists when they cheered hyper-censorship uh, of conservatives. Hypocrite! <laughs> then EB, the journalists were uh, doxing the real time, in real time the location of Musk's car. They violated terms of service. And finally, EB, do you actually know why the journalists were banned? I think you don't, which is a shame that you spread this fake news. <laughs> All right. Joseph. Schmooze, S-H-Z-M-E. It's Jewish. Schmooze. All right. Joseph, you're on the mark. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, yes, I want to comment on California out there. That I watched it. They were debating on how to uh, reprobate, uh, <laughs> pay reparations <laughs> to these black people, and I guess it was something they come up with a figure of $250,000 apiece or something, and then they, they who would qualify and so forth and so on. Uh, I'm going to talk about a class of people uh, throughout my lifetime who have been persecuted and should get reparations there we go. from the government. <laughs> uh, you all, you two are old enough to remember this. I was raised in the 40s and 50s, okay, in the early 60s as a young child and adult, young adult. Uh, the blue laws, okay, that you could not buy on the first day of the week, what they call Sunday, right? Well, it is one of the days of the week, yes. That's when you was not allowed to buy or have your business open, okay? Now, I remember as a young child, a young young child in Miffenburg, uh, and all the small towns around before malls came into existence, that everybody, the farmers and everybody came to town on the sixth day of the week, what they call Friday and Friday evening and uh, Saturday, and Saturday evening they did their shopping. And the streets of Miffenburg was like a, oh my goodness, it was like a circus. Uh, they had uh, peanut roasting machines. They had a shoe shine stand there, and it was like a circus. You could hardly walk down the streets. I, and all the towns were like that. Melton and Seals Grove, the little towns, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Before the malls. Right. Where, 
where people would come in. Well, now here's my point. If you were a person that believed the Bible and kept the fourth commandment, that's the Sabbath. Now that starts at what they call Friday evening at sunset and would end on what they call Saturday evening at sunset. You would have had to have your business closed. That is the number one day, two days of the week, that when you did all your business. Then if you wanted to open up your business on the first day of the week, which they call Sunday, you was not allowed. So they would discriminated against by the blue laws. Uh, evidently, I don't know how they came into existence, but they were enforced even up until the 90s. Because I remember up near like Humming Mall in the 90s, I was uh, looking at an automobile there, uh, a small dealer, and he lived right there, and I said, I'd like to take this for a spin. And it was on the first day of the week, Sunday. And uh, he said, oh, you can't, I can't do that. I can't, I'm not allowed to do that. I said, what are you talking about? He said, no, he said, they called the police on me, and there was a policeman sitting across the road uh, watching him that he would not allow anyone to, that, you know, to drive his cars or, or do business on the first day of the week. I said, you're crazy. I said, they can't do that. That's against your constitutional rights. Uh, Congress should make no law regarding uh, the exercise of religion or religion or, or the exercise thereof. I don't know how it reads, but, uh, but they were discriminated against, and they should get reparations. All these businessmen that wanted to keep the Fourth Commandment, one of the Big Ten, uh, they were discriminated against, and that's an absolute fact. I think you're misremembering part of it, Joseph. It wasn't closing down businesses. There were certain items that could be sold. I can remember blue laws being enforced at the time I was living in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, and they would you would go into like the what was CVS or I forget maybe at the time it was People's Drugstore, and they would have aisles blocked off, things you couldn't buy. But there oh, were things wow. you could buy. You could buy you know like personal items that you needed then you could buy uh, well, who, who, who gives them the authority to block anything off that's my question why couldn't they sell anything I want to why was it different than any other day of the week well I according don't know. To the Constitution I don't know whether those laws were struck down or just stopped being enforced to be honest well, with how you. I, did, I wonder how I never looked into it, but how did they come into effect in the first place well if you look at what it says on Wikipedia which could be right or wrong it said blue laws were enacted nationwide to preserve the Lord's Day for prayer and rest Ah, there we go. Government now is instituting something scriptural that we have to comply with. According to, uh, well, how, you know how that got changed in the Council of Laodicea in 325 when the Pope said, No, I don't you think these laws worship on the first day of the week. I don't think these laws were enacted in 325 in Pennsylvania. They well, were no, enacted. no, no. I'm saying that was the original birthing of this uh, transgression against the Fourth Commandment when they changed it to the first day of the week. That's what that's a, that's a historical fact. Well, the days of the week, the days of the weeks have five. the days of the weeks have names. You do know that, don't you? Not the first, second, third, or fourth day. They're well, I don't Monday, call Tuesday. them after their pagan names. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's pagan no, about no, Tuesday? The Bible says the first day of the week, the second day, the third day, and the seventh was called the Sabbath. Nowhere in the Bible does he say Thursday after the god Thor or Woden's day after the god Wednesday and so forth and so on. I see. <laughs> okay. And we're not to mention the names of pagan gods other than to refute them. I see. Okay. So you refute the days of the week. 
Absolutely. All and right. the month. Okay. And the month, too. Okay. How about the year? Uh, now, next Where do you month stand coming on the year? up is after the two-faced god Janus, January, <laughs> and so forth. The only months that are not named after pagan gods is September, October, November, and December. September meaning Sep 7, October Oct 8, uh, November 9, and Deca December. And that shows you Yahweh's true calendar there. They are true months. According to Yahweh's calendar, not according to the Pope. Okay. All right. Enough. We got you. Boy, I'm glad that, we got that straightened up. That All right. Horror Babylon is Take, everywhere. Come everywhere. on. Do not start. All right. Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> do not get him all stirred up. All right. Well, uh, are the days of the week are satanic. I didn't know that. <laughs> a lower right hand corner. All right. Tom, clean your ears so you can hear clearly. Then maybe you'd learn something. Okay. <laughs> then Sealand's Grove locker room was blown way out of proportion. No racial slurs, more fake news. Milton was not free from fault. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, how was it seems to be fault? apparent? Uh, Milton was not. It free. was their locker room. I mean, they even I uh, understood that they welcomed them there and then asked them to please respect the uh, fact that it was a brand new facility. No, I think I mean, what if they you mean listen is, to what they said, I, I mean, I think uh, they're not. They left it a mess with some water and some scribbling and so on, but it wasn't in any way damaged that it would require financial, as I recall. And uh, Southern Columbia is, you know, it's a discipline issue. It seems to be being handled straightforwardly with the suspensions and so on. Right. I don't know. That that it's over or under. Maybe the parent. I'll be talking to one of the parents this week at church, so we'll see what she says. Well, I don't know either. I mean, it, it seems to me like if Sealand's Grove's situation wasn't investigated, it should have been, so that everybody knew what happened. And, and obviously, they're not going to say, student so-and-so did this, and they're suspended from school. Right. But they could give us an idea of whether or not appropriate measures were taken. And what those, let's say there was a range of things in the student handbook that could happen for this type of offense, up to suspension for a week or, you know, in-school suspension for three days or something like that. It would be at least useful to know that they had looked at it and that there were you want more information okay well, i think there's more information would stop this kind of speculation about the fact that well, you have a grandkid in the, the schools rug. you have an in ask ask and you should not receive. in the high school well, it doesn't matter you well, know the superintendent's matter. email <laughs> i don't have the superintendent's i'll send email. it to you <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number you can email us at on the market and text us at 70236 Welcome back to the BKK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Do you want to read something, Joe? All right. Uh, let's see. What do you think of this idea? After it's determined who is one of the ballot, who is won the ballot for president? Uh, who's won? W-O-N. Who won, yeah, okay. Who won the ballot for president in primary voting that only registered Democratic voters are allowed to vote for a Republican candidate, and Republican voters only vote on the Democratic candidate? <laughs> I think that's how we wound up with Trump versus Biden. This uh, way, maybe when we vote for our president, we would have candidates that both parties would be happier with, and 
not as much division in the end. No, right. it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work because the Republicans are trying to nominate a Democrat who was a blithering idiot, uh, much like they may have already done. And the Republicans would try to nominate, or the Democrats would try to nominate somebody they thought was trying to overthrow the government. Well, the Democrats, <laughs> or the check that, the Republicans do nominate a blithering idiot. And so did the Democrats <laughs> last time. So, but if they do, what's that thing called majority voting where you, you weigh things out, you know, and you have to have a sizable margin so it compromises votes and so on that they, some states do. You're talking about um, second choices? That they, yes, you have yes, yes, several yes, yes, choices. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I forget what what's that's that called. called. That uh, there's a name for it. There's definitely a name for it. I don't remember what that well, name Statler is. Well, Statler and Waldorf need some help, folks. So what's that called? <laughs> Al, what's that called when uh, your second and third choice for president and so on start to count, depending if there's not a big lead for the winner? A oh, rank choice voting. Rank Thank choice you. Voting, Boy, yes. somebody texts faster than history. All right. He's absolutely correct. Anyways, I had no idea. Okay. But uh, I was watching Channel 16 this morning, and uh, President Trump was given that January 6th speech where he said at the end of the speech, uh, now march down to the Capitol and use your patriotic right and peacefully and patriotically protest. And that's what he said, but that was not mentioned at all on 16. So it's still like <laughs> fake news. I mean, they actually cut it that he said, march on down to the Capitol. And then they found another part later on that had nothing to do with the same, you know, peacefully and patriotically protest. It, it just goes to show you there had been fake news for the whole time on President Trump, and it's still there. And there was another lady killed that day, too. Yeah, she was killed in the tunnel when they opened the the doors up to the tunnel that went into the Capitol. The uh, tunnel? You mean like the portal? She was, she was all, already been uh, detained and held up and whacked once or twice by either a cop or a security guy, and she was laying on the ground, and then when the doors opened up, she was stampeded and killed. Gotcha. I, so there I was thought two there was somebody that else that died. I, I knew it was a woman, too. But there was another one killed. She was in the tunnel when the doors opened up. And probably killed by rioters, not by the police under these circumstances. Well, they, she was already detained. Okay. And, and then she ended up dying because she was on the ground when the doors opened up. They, not, the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing that day. There you go. And they they made total chaos out of the whole thing. I And I was watching it on TV because I heard about it and I thought, oh, what a bunch of idiots. I'm glad I didn't go. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw Babbitt get shot. I mean, there was some film that came out live that day or, right, you know, as it was happening, shortly after it was happening. And she stuck her head through a little side light, not even a big window. It's actually a side light to a door. And she had her head sticking through there and she got shot in the throat. And you could actually see the blood squirt and she went down on the ground. Uh, that was that was live that day. There was a lot of things that were shown that day that you will never see again. Okay. I mean, it's all censored. Everything's fed to us. And it's about time we wake up as American citizens on both sides and know that Mitch McConnell's no good. Uh, there's so many people that are involved in the deep state that uh, they just can't have anybody like Trump because he, he's uncontrollable. 
Okay. Who and do you want to be president next? <laughs> I would love, love Trump to come back because he already knows how to fight him, and he's appreciated on the world stage because we didn't have all this uh, strife in the whole world, and our how border was fine. How many he was sets dealing of the, with Mexico. <laughs> how many sets of those cards did you manage to buy, Al? <laughs> Joe loves these cards. I, I got the whole set. I, I don't see, doubt it. Go. I don't doubt it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep, I do. I helped... Uh, figure him out you know it wasn't okay. bad but uh, you know he te- he checks with me once in a while so i thought it was a good idea he checks in yeah well you have yelled yeah, it, you... it drives it drives you people crazy you rhinos you have <laughs> I mean, yelled really, the rhinos are really stampeding too. Well, as i recall you yelled that you loved him yeah and he said he loved me back mm-hmm. so that's good that's called a bromance <laughs> that's creepy that no it isn't it's no creepy that's does he smell does he smell your man love does he smell your hair uh, no, he's not Biden. <laughs> Biden is the pervert. <laughs> okay. Trump. Trump's just. Uh, he was oversexed at one time, but uh, I believe he's calmed down. Oh dear! Happy to hear that. He didn't drink right. or do drugs. He had to do something wrong, right? Yeah, he doesn't drink. We got to give him credit for that. Yeah, but he never did drugs. He saw his brother die from that, and he knew his old man was mean from that. I read the book on him. He he was never always a saint, but. Uh, you know, we change. Okay. President Trump was a saint, wasn't he? Doesn't he have no. a, Isn't one of those cards him wearing a, a pious uh, friar's outfit? The one has wings. He has wings, angel's wings in the back. Oh, I think, I think Al hung up his... before he was done. I think he lost his signal. I think he had more to he say. He had angel wings on. One <laughs> Did he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so appropriate. <laughs> Halo right. around his head on another, yeah. All right, one 800 One of our good rational callers is out there with the truth. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Hello. Uh, uh, one thing uh, Joseph forgets that there is a basis for blue laws in the Constitution, and it relates to uh, the president uh, can veto a bill. He's got 10 days to consider it. And uh, in the Constitution, it actually says, except Sunday, that Sunday was not counted in the legislative calendar. So when the Constitution was wrote, was written, rather, excuse me, uh, they considered. Uh, the Sunday, the day of rest, and uh, Joseph needs to read his Bible that certain things change from the Old Testament to the New Testament. <laughs> In Acts chapter 20, the Christians were meeting on the first day of the week when Paul spoke to them in Troas, and also then in the first chapter of uh, Revelation, uh, John speaks about the Lord's day, and everyone considers that to be the first day of the week because Jesus rose from the dead. And so uh, the New Testament uh, and the churches are in a different dispensation than the Old Testament, and the, uh, the seventh day was no longer the day of rest in the New Testament. This was part of the things that were uh, changed in the New Dispensation. So uh, uh, there is a constitutional basis for blue laws that they treated Sunday differently under the veto thing that is in the Constitution. So, um, any rate, uh, but yeah, again, uh, more, right. impor- more importantly, I would just mention that again, if you voted Democrat, you voted for ineffective government. Look at, I am glad that I do not live in El Paso, but I have all the uh, 
the compassion in the world for the mayor, the town council, everybody that runs social agencies, the hospitals, the schools. This is a crime of the federal government. They are interactively dealing with the border situation. There are two million people waiting for uh, hearings about their uh, immigration status, whether it's so forth. This is completely out of control. It was not like this under President Trump. And so if you voted for Democrats, you voted for the country to be mediocre and miserable. So, well, and I think it's ironic that you would say that when half the people that voted Democrat voted just to get rid of Trump. You know, that may be the net effect, but the immediate effect that they hoped for was to get rid of Trump. Well, uh, that that was all that was all tied into the to the campaign. They never wanted to see him elected. There was a a group that met in the FBI and Andrew, uh, uh, whatever his name is, uh, uh, McCabe, I think. They met in his office uh, and and they were promising people in their emails. We have them that they were going to keep Donald Trump from being elected. Then they worked with the Democrats for two years. Uh, to get him impeached and so forth, that, you know, the FBI, they have got to disband the FBI and start all over, okay? okay? Because they are working like the Stasi, the secret police, for the Democrats. This is absolutely absurd. And if people don't realize the danger of this, this is, we're, we're in a terrible situation this, in this country. And, uh, and then, of course, I heard Rand Paul again last night and, and here's a United States senator has no idea what is in the spending package. That okay. they, they are running the go. Congress. It, it, it is completely like a bunch of communists in China oh, go. and so forth. And then all these representatives <laughs> we elect and senators, 435 are supposed to vote on something that they have no idea what they're voting on. It is nuts. All right, stop. Yeah, thank stop. you, Paul. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah, yeah, bye. Excellent point. All right, got to hit the break. We'll be right back. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. On the mark, 1-800-795-9565. My scale says Cindy is next. Is that correct? Is That's that right. right. You're All absolutely right. correct. Cindy. Cindy, you've got about two and a half minutes. And may I say your cookies were delicious. Glad you enjoyed them, Joe. I did. Given I, I'm glad I met your demands. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I look forward to your reciprocating gift. Um, 
I wanted to say I was very disturbed over the weekend reading the paper because they had a discussion about um, things that the Republicans were trying to do in the Pennsylvania General Assembly. And among them, I was very... I was just surprised to, to see this, that for the general for the general assembly, the House and Senate, to override a regulation. Now, regulation comes from the bureaucracy. It is not a product of the lawmakers themselves. They give general ideas, but it's the bureaucracy, all these agencies, all these committees, who develop these regulations. Well, for them to override that, it takes a more than majority vote, two thirds, I think it said. And I think that's ridiculous. So then that says that these agencies have more power than the General Assembly, hmm. than our elected officials. And I just find that totally unacceptable. And I sure do hope they make this amendment and pass it through. I, I hope to heaven it gets passed because I find that unacceptable. These are the little creepy things that go on they put this stuff in place, and this is how they undermine the will of the people. And how would the, uh, what would the amendment do? Make it a simple majority vote. Oh, simple majority, okay. Yeah, if an acquaintance of mine is a hair cutter and says that uh, he has to comply with them, you know, like uh, 200 regulations in order to operate safely. Yeah. That how ridiculous. That, you know, regulate <laughs> when he can be open and when not, and, oh. how ma- and oh. he has to charge, he can't, he can't do pro bono, and just a wide range of other things. Right, and it's just ridiculous. It, this is this is when I talk about government gone awry, and we need to rethink what we allow the government to be in charge of. You know, everyone's answer is, "Well, let's get the government in charge of this," and my answer is, "Let's get the government <laughs> out of it." Right, ninety percent of the time. Right. Well, I wish you both a wonderful holiday. Hey, you, you too. too. Thank, Thank you very much. Cindy. Appreciate the call. All right, that moves us on to Dale. Go ahead, sir. You're limited to less than three minutes. Yeah, near the holidays, we need to step back and just thank our veterans, you know, the sacrifice they did. And now the enemy's in our homeland, and we have to identify it, which is, which is ignorance and, uh, you know, with style. Ignorance with style. And, I mean, people need to hear themselves. I mean, there's a lot of people on television and radio has ignorance with style. And now we need to identify... Style or dial? Style. Style. Okay, style. They're ignorant, but they have a gorgeous haircut. could be you. You just got to hear yourself, you know, because we we have soldiers and military people who sacrifice themselves and are not in great shape. So the best we can do is help them by identifying ignorance with style. And, you know, we need to call people out for that. So, I mean, I, don't get wrapped up in the media and trying to worry about every five minutes. That'll make you go crazy. Could you give me you an know? example of ignorance with style? Some well, incredible mean, example that I can understand? I, I can't get my head around it. Yeah, if you listen to Mark sometimes, when points are, are dead obvious, he'll try to hit you with ignorance with style. And that's what the whole media is trying oh. to do. Who knew? But I, I still don't know. Give me an example of something Mark said. Maybe that it has to do with my handsomeness. You don't have a good, you got to hear, you got to hear it. I mean, <laughs> don't you understand there's people who did sacrifice to fight for our freedom and liberties in this country? I you do understand that, that, but I don't understand don't ignorance you know with style. because of what's happening with you people, with the pigeons? The pigeons are running the country. The pigeons running the country, right. I got that, but I still that. don't understand what ignorance with style means. And what's, how does it relate to the Bar Association? No, I just, you're trying to steer. See, that's style right there. You're trying to steer. Oh. 
idea of the fact. So that was I mean, ignorance with style right there. All we, wow. can do, all we can do is hold people accountable. Okay. If we don't hold okay. people accountable, that means you're ignorant with style. Okay. It's not, it's, not, it's, it's the enemy on the homeland. That's all I got to tell you. And we, the least we can do is identify it. We can't even do that for our, our soldiers and our military people who, who fought for our freedom to live. That's a shame. Well, time's it's pathetic. Up. I mean, these guys are <laughs> too part bad, of too. These, these we were just catching it. on. So we're part, right. He's telling us we're Thank part you, of Dale. it. Thank you, Dale. Thanks for calling in. We're part of it, he says. Okay. We're part of ignorance with style. Well, I guess that's rather better than being unstylish. Joe right. from Sunbury, you're on the mark. All right, I'll try to make this quick about the events of January 6th. Uh, if you overlay what was happening inside and outside of the uh, area, the whole D.C. area down there, from 105 in the afternoon on at 105, uh, Nancy Pelosi gaveled in the uh, joint session. That's when um, the House and the Senate were in the joint session for to count the electoral votes. At 110, Donald Trump's speech ends. So they, they have this. It's hard, a little bit hard for me to find all this uh, timeline stuff. But then uh, about maybe less than five minutes after Trump's speech ends, in, in, this, in the uh, joint session, Paul Gosar from Arizona questions and brings up that he and some of his other representatives from the House have uh, questioned the uh, electoral college votes from Arizona, and he may have mentioned other states, but I'm not sure about that. So uh, if you let me get through this, then you can hear an audible gasp when Ted Cruz and, well, Pence asked him, is there a senator that signs on with you? And Ted Cruz stands up and said, yes, I am. Senator Ted Cruz, and you can hear an audible gasp in the in the gallery, in, not in the gallery, but in the, the whole joint session of the people, because that was shocking, and never before has that been done. So, right there at that key point is when I'll say uh, there are events that happened that give you reason for suspicion that everything that's when they about that time is when they ushered everybody out things were starting to get uh, the police were letting or the security was letting people in and it was becoming uh, a riot I, I'll admit that and if you even if you listen to that you can hear the gasp but it's so obvious that in 2000 there were representatives trying to uh, do the same thing on the Democratic side Gore and Bush and even in 16 with Trump so in that as far as I know, it never happened before. And then Mitch McConnell, soon after that, came to the floor and said he was so mad at Cruz because this was it, he tried to convince Cruz not. We didn't cut him off. He either ended the call or something happened there. We got cut off. We're out of time anyway. Tell you what, Joe, call back tomorrow and finish your thought. How about that? All right, yeah, finish your recap of the uh, juxtaposition of what was happening when, where, on January 6th. By then, we'll know about the criminal referrals. referrals yes. right? You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury, WKOK News Time. It is now 10 a.m. Time for the Dan Patrick Show.